joining us here in the Fifth Age. I'm Erica. And I'm Dan. Come along as we explore Tolkien's world together. You know what you're here for. Listening to a couple of idiots. It was a weird, dumb conversation. It was. It was was stupid. I'm surprised we didn't leave it in. But for real, we're here to talk about Fionor. Again. And oh my, is there a lot to talk about. In today's episode, we answer questions like, Why didn't Galadriel get with the guy that made the Silmarils? What did Fionor do to the other elves that was so bad? And yes, we will tell you how he dies. It's pretty metal. Hope you enjoy. Um, so, Fionor. So, he said, you know, basically, he and his son said, Anyone that keeps a Silmaril from us, that your life is forfeit, we're taking it. Don't get in our way. And then who has the Silmarils? Morgoth. All right. Yeah. So, uh, time and, to go kill a demigod, right? And Ungoliant, the and giant spider. So, Ungoliant is like the progenitor of Shelob? Yes, much bigger. Much, much bigger than Shelob. Uh, they, do they grow from consuming light? Is yes. That, oh, so he just had, like, all the light. He had all the light. And and when... So, he... When when they darkened the trees, so Mel, Melkor stabbed the trees, and Ungoliant drank all the sap. And there was, the light from the trees was collected in pools, and she drained the pools. And Morgoth didn't just steal the Silmarils, he stole a huge hoard of jewels from Fionor's uh, stronghold. And they were also, like, they reflect light, they have light within, they're these beautiful objects created by elves. Ungoliant destroyed all of them, devoured the light from all of them, except the Silmarils, because um, Morgoth had promised to give her anything she asked for, for helping. Uh. And in the end, she asked for the Silmarils, and he's like, no. Even though they were burning his hands while he was holding them. And in the end, he had to be rescued by his Balrogs from Ungoliant, who was trying to kill him for the Silmarils. Whoa, that is like an awesome fight. Why aren't they making a movie out of this? I don't know. Dude, can you imagine the there's Balrog some, giant spider fight? There is some great art of this out there. I, oh, yeah, I, guys, send us art. Like, yeah. link us your favorite stuff or draw. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah, draw us some new stuff. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Or, you know, find your favorite Alan Lee or whatever. Send it on over. Yeah. Um, Alan Lee, man. So, as so Fionor has decided to pursue Morgoth at this point. And he and his sons get together and they, and Fionor gives this great speech in front of the elves and um, says, you know, the Vala can't protect us. The Vala, they're the ones that upset Morgoth so much that he turned. So, you know, they're to blame for this. We should get out of here. They're, they're just holding us back. Let's go back to where we came from and, and set up kingdoms of our own. We can't set up our own kingdoms here. The Vala are in charge. Let's get out of here. And he had a huge following of elves behind him, including Galadriel and uh, Fingolfin's family, his whole, his whole crew, his posse. And he convinced them to go to uh, the shores of Valinor, where the Teleri, the sea elves, lived. And the sea elves had lots of boats, and their specialty was boat building. So they had these beautiful, beautiful boats. Um, and Fionar said, hey, I'm chasing down Morgoth. He stole my stuff. Can we have some of your boats? And they said, uh, no, we don't appreciate your quest. 
we don't appreciate you talking against the valor. And our boats to us are like your Silmarils to you, so so step off. Well, okay. And he's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to kill you for those boats. So this is the first instance of elves killing elves in history. Were they, I mean, it wasn't, there was no war at all before this, right? Or, or I guess there was because the... There were wars of the Vala against Morgoth. Right, but as far as, like, it had all been at that level, not... No, the elves had not been involved in any war. And, so... and there weren't any weapons forged until Melkor started sowing unrest. I mean, this is all just uh, sibling rivalry before that, right? Yes. Yeah, so... Yeah, this is the first time that an elf has killed another elf, and Fionor incited that. Now, there were groups of elves that were like, uh, we don't, we want nothing to do with this. And Galadriel's and uh, Fingolfin's group were with them. Um, oh, okay, yeah. They wanted none of this kinslaying thing. So they just got, they went off in their own direction? Some of them joined the Teleri to fight against Fionor. Okay. And some of them were like, yeah, we'll figure this out on our own, guys. And they, like, hung back. Um, Fionor won, got a bunch of ships, and, but not enough for the whole host, because there were so many people that were willing to leave and set up kingdoms of their own and see what's back, see what's back home. We, we left people there. Not all yeah. the elves came to Valinor, and we want to see our friends and family again. Yeah, this makes so much more sense to me, because I didn't understand why the elves would have left Valinor to begin with. Mm -hmm. Right? I, I thought that they had started off there and realized that they awoke in Middle Earth, but they actually wanted, so they actually want to go back home to their homeland. Yeah. This makes it so much more curious to me why they're leaving Middle Earth. I know they say the time of the elves is over, like at the end of the Lord of the Rings, but. They're returning to Valinor because their power is dwindling at the end of Lord of the Rings. Right, but it's still their homeland. Some of them. Actually, I think. So, so originally the elves were from there, but some of the elves were born in Valinor. Fionor was born in Valinor. So it's just the original few yeah. that awoke in Middle-earth. Well, there were, there were quite a few. There, were, there is one group of elves that never... There are several groups of elves that never left Middle-earth. One of them became the king of Gondolin. Okay. He married Amaya. And I mean, doing I, okay? Doing, and his daughter was Luthien. She was a demigod? She was a demigod, yeah. Oh my gosh, your face is perfect right now. You're like, what? <laughs> like, I'm adjusting to this new information yeah. over here. I'm well, like... I will, uh... I think it's the King Gondolin. Some, I get some things mixed up. I'm just gonna double check. I got my copy of the Silmarillion, right? I mean, yeah, here. we're outside. What? 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 <laughs> don't leave home without it. I don't. <laughs> yep. Yep. Gondolin. Yeah. Okay. What were we even talking about? So, so Fionor came and, and started a kinslaying yeah. situation, mm -hmm. and Galadriel and a bunch of other people didn't want anything to do with that, so they left. Well, they, they, or were, something. they hung back, they helped fight, they did whatever they felt they needed to do in that situation. And people react different ways to that sort of thing. So Fionor's like, yeah, I don't have enough ships. I don't have enough ships for everybody. But you know what, host of Fingolfin, we'll come back for you, bud. Don't worry, we'll we'll be back. We'll pick you up. It's like cool. While you're doing that, we're gonna start making our way, so you don't have as far to come back. And Fiona's like, awesome. That's great. I'll come get you. 
And there was a strait between, at the time, uh, Valinor and Middle-earth were, were almost connected. There was like a place to the north where you could cross across grinding fields of ocean ice. Not ideal. No. But you no, could, not good. But you could do it without killing your buddies, right? Yeah, you don't have to kill a bunch of people to steal her stuff to do that. To do that. So uh, Fingolfin's host, among them Galadriel, started north to go across the grinding ice. This and is very much England's geography that we're talking about. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so Fionor gets to Middle Earth with his ships, and they're like, and they're, and some of the people are like, okay, so so we're gonna send these back. Let's figure out where Fingolfin is, and we can send him the ships. And Fionor's like, no, burn those things. So they burn the ships of the Teleri, and Fingolfin from afar sees sees the burning, and he's yeah. like, oh my god, are you kidding me right now? Fionor's kind of a jerk. Yeah, well, and. It- and well, and you gave me some information earlier that really changes the tenor of that. I, you told me that story before, but I didn't understand that to the Teleri, the ships were equivalent to the Silmarils to Fionor. Yeah. And with that equivalence, you now have this um, much stronger portrait of Fionor as not just a selfish person who wants to protect his own stuff but a person who has no respect for the lives or property of others at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and to the point where he's flagrantly destroying it. In the face of not only killing the people who created these things that are so important, but leaving his half-brother to right. face. People died. So many people died crossing the grinding ice. It was horrifying. And he was willing to just let them keep going and not help them. Right. His half-brother just because I don't know he's a jerk yeah family doesn't mean anything yeah but you know he does get his comeuppance right there because as soon as he burns the ships Morgoth sees it and sends his Balrogs directly there oh wow and Gothmog the lord of the Balrogs yeah kills Fionor almost the moment he arrives in Middle Earth oh wow Fionor does not last long in Middle Earth and his sons take up his sons drive away the Balrog and um, take up the oath. So then do do the Balrogs hang out there or do they are they like They live up north in Angband. Okay. With Morgoth in Autumno. There's a lot of random words. It just sounds like made up syllables. Uh, hey, guess what? It is. Yeah, it sure is. That's what all, all that's what all languages uh, all languages made up syllables that have meaning to someone. So that that is my story of Fionor. Wow. So he started off as like the first. <laughs> so Fionor started out. Fionor started out as like the prince of the elves. Yeah. And very quickly his father Finway was the high king of the elves yeah and he was the first son okay so so we did our intro about like the sort of background info about Fionor or did you have something else you wanted to throw um, in there pretty sure that's that's like most of it uh did you have anything else come up while I was talking that you want to oh address? I mean we talked about a bunch of stuff we that's talked true. about the main things that I'm finding interesting here are the parallels to other mythologies hmm yeah 
And um, also kind of the fact that that um, the Fionor, a couple things. One is that Fionor got killed by Balrogs. Not just Balrogs. The Lord of the Balrogs. Okay, so Gothmog. Gothmog. Specifically. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. But also, like, the fact that Morgoth basically means poopy head. And <laughs> and Fenor, like... <laughs> he's just a big bully. Yeah, he's a bully. Yeah. And he's just going and taking, his, taking stuff, whatever he wants, and nobody can have his stuff, and his kids are the only kids that matter, and... Yeah. There are no parallels to current reality in this, are there? Mm. Ouch. That one stung. Yeah. <laughs> right in the heart. Well, I know I, I can put the word Fienor on a protest sign. Anyway. Um, <laughs> four people would understand it. But they'd appreciate it. They would appreciate the heck out of it. He okay. Created. So my first question that I had was, why is he obsessed with light? Because the Silmarils are these creations of light and craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I mean, we've talked about about them a little bit at this point, and like talked about how how uh, important they are. Right. Um, I guess uh, one question I have is like the reviving the trees was like an immediate thing, right? Like that mm-hmm. isn't something that could have been done later. No. Like right then. Right okay. then, and and Yavanna created the trees, and it was her greatest work. Right. And she was a Vala. Right. So here we've got, yeah. So Fionor's just not cool all around. Yeah, he's pretty. He's one of my least favorite characters. Actually, one of my least, probably my least favorite character is one of his sons. He's a total jerk, but even more so than him, I think. But that's a personal opinion. As far as uh, why is Fionor obsessed with light? Uh, why is Tolkien obsessed with light? Yeah, that is you a know? good question. He. Tolkien always describes things in terms of light and dark. And shadow. Yeah. And Shadow is a word he uses a lot. And there's a great article by Tom Shippey on this in Author of the Century, which I haven't read in like 10 years. So I'm going to ro- go reread it one of these days and we can have a very deep discussion about the word shadow in, in Tolkien's writing. But I, th- I think there's a lot of the metaphor of light and dark, good and evil. This is all like wound together. Yeah. And even the things that Morgoth does to get like locked up, he destroys the lamps, which are providing light to the earth. He destroys the trees, which are dis- providing light. He steals the Silmarils, which are a source of light. And he is con- he's a creature of darkness. All his, all his minions are darkness, and he lives in shadow in the north, and there's this darkness that surrounds him, and there's this whole interplay between light and dark throughout all of the Silmarillion. It's not just Fionor, it's it's everything. And they even refer to, like, the uh, elves that come from Valinor as glowing with the light of Amon, which is another word for Valinor, or um, the Valar glow with the light of Amon. So there's this, there's this holy light theme. Yeah. And I think that's just a... I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of writing about it, there's a lot we could discuss about it, but I think it's just a, a metaphor. You know, um, the light of the trees is in the Silmarils, um, and the Silmarils. If you, 
so I've, I've looked in the Book of Lost Tales recently to read about Theonor, because there's some old older writing about him um, that I thought was kind of interesting, because it talks about him making the Silmarils. And here's, here's something that makes the whole kinsling even worse. <laughs> As if it could get worse. One of the things that went into the creation of the Silmarils in the Book of Lost Tales is a pearl from the Teleri. Oh. So he got something from these sea elves to create his greatest creation. And then he broke their and stuff. Then he and turns them. around and kills them, takes their things, and burns it. Wow. Like, he's just... A narcissist. He's awful. Wow. So, uh... Wow, he no, he is truly bad. He's he's awful, and there's this, all this stuff about him, and and yeah. Well, the other thing is though, he's not just awful. Like in um, he's not really. He doesn't feel two dimensional though. No, he doesn't. Like, he's got good. He's got good aspects. Like Morgoth seems more two dimensional, right? Yeah. At least by the time you uh, get to the Lord of the Rings, right, or oh. to the Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. Well, Morgoth at that point has been thrown into the void. He's no longer a player. By the Lord of the Rings. Oh, he's okay. been he's been captured. The Silmarils have been taken from him, and he's been thrown in the void. Okay, well um, that so explains why he's sort he's of not really there. So he's a remnant. He's a of, remnant. He's a memory. Yeah. yeah, he's a first age. He's only in the first age because at the end of the first age he gets thrown into the void. Okay. Um, but there are. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip ahead to our last. Does that question. mean he like grows tentacles and becomes one of the old ones? <laughs> that's pretty cool you can choose a shape right yeah I'm not sure he can cause you know when Sauron fell he could no longer appear fair I wonder if it's the same with Morgoth well Morgoth got named Poopyhead by a guy who like isn't his, that cool his original name <laughs> his original name Melkor is one who arises in might okay that's what it means what does Fenor mean spirit of fire yeah, I was getting Lucifer vibes there. Anyway. Um, yeah, right? Yeah. Right? Um, but you were... Well, our last, The last question that you asked is about, is there more than to Fionor than meets the eye? And I think it's relevant now. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk, talk about that. So, I am he's a fiery spirit. He's he's passionate in everything he does. He's passionate about his work and his children and his creation. He's very, very passionate. and Everything that's related to him directly? Yeah, pretty much. But... You know, he puts everything into his work. That is his life. You know? Yeah. He's he's a great speaker. So these are the good things. He's, he's a, a great good... speaker? How yeah. Do, how, what, in what way? Like, how do we know that? Because he convinced a host of elves to follow him against the will of the Valar. When they were perfectly happy where they were. Oh, so he really is the Lucifer character. And then he convinced people to kill their friends. Yeah, absolutely. To take their boats. And just you know head off i mean yeah you can uh you can find out more about this by reading milton uh the yeah. character or by watching supernatural either one you know whichever, take your pick whichever suits your fancy i recommend supernatural i recommend milton so you know i mean i don't recommend it but if you're into literature i i'm not i don't like supernatural because it's too creepy and that's not saying much because it's not that creepy. But that's well, not the, uh, well, and I'm it's like, not the first few episodes or not the first few seasons even. Like it's, yeah. Lucifer doesn't become a big player until later, and yeah. But it's derivative from Milton, the the character and the sort of setup. Anyway, but you know, so so the good things are pretty. <laughs> do not outweigh the bad things where you know he threatened his. I mean, Hitler was a good speaker, right? Like that if we're gonna go, yeah. if we're gonna go straight to the internet norm here, right? Let's do that. 
yeah, he's a great speaker and <laughs> and that's fantastic, but you know, that doesn't mean that he was a good person. You know, his speech also convinced people to kill their friends. Saruman was a great speaker. Saruman had power in his voice. Yeah. The voice of Saruman. But you don't want to listen to him either. So, I, I'm... Hmm. I mean, and, and not just Fionor, but his kids were awful too. So much so that Celebrimbor disowned his father. Ugh. Um, Karufin. Karufin. Well, it's not even a good name. It's actually... Uh, it just doesn't Car- roll off the tongue. That's all I'm saying. Fionor's other name is Carufinway, so he's named after his dad. Oh. Anyway, uh, Celebrimbor disowned his father, who was one of the sons of Fionor, because of some of the horrible, horrible stuff he did. And I like to say that the Silmarils are the solution to and cause of all of Fionor's problems. Through the alcohol of Middle Earth. Yeah, Silmarils. <laughs> Discontinue use if hands start burning. <laughs> Yeah, but Morgoth didn't buy into that. Morgoth made a crown out of it and wore that, wore that thing but everywhere. But he was burned by them when he stole them. And they, his hands were never free of the pain. But his, they burned him while he was wearing the crown too, right? Yeah. I mean, the, they weren't touching him. They were in his crown. Because he, yeah, he, he took the Silmarils and he put them in his iron crown and wore it all the time. Basically to say, <laughs> I've got these. Check it out. Pretty cool. I can take your yeah. stuff. Yeah, I can take your stuff. <laughs> Fionor was like, I'm the stuff taker. I'm the <laughs> you, stuff taker around here. You can't take my stuff. I'm taking someone else's stuff. And he was like, here, have a Balrog. <laughs> <laughs> you want to take my stuff? <laughs> Here's a Balrog. Or two. Or three. Here's the Balrog. <laughs> the biggest Balrog I got. It's like the Hercules of Balrogs. Yeah. Hothmog's pretty powerful. Yeah. So the light. We were talking about light. Um, the light of the Silmarils is the light of the trees. And we were talking a little bit before about how they could have broken the Silmarils to restore the light of the trees, but they didn't. They ended yeah. up making a sun and moon instead and put them in the sky so that people couldn't fight over them all the time. Smart move, Vala. Finally. Doing something right. Uh, <laughs> Fionor also thought that the light of the trees lived in Galadriel's hair. Whoa. So Fionor... When the Silmarils were gone... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so they knew each other. They were related, vaguely, by half-siblings and whatever. Their cousins are always marrying each other and Yeah, that stuff. happens. Yeah. So, so Fionor really... Galadriel was considered one of the most beautiful elf women of all time. Not, like, Luthien pretty, but... You know, she's also not a, a demigod. Not a yeah, not a demigod. So um, the light. Not Luthien pretty. <laughs> no, I mean you're pretty, but <laughs> so not is this Lu- like? Is this depending like, on the room? Depending on the room. Yeah, that's exactly where it's going. The most beautiful girl in the room. <laughs> depending on the room. <laughs> definitely in the top three. <laughs> she's definitely in the top three. <laughs> Good-looking women in Valinor. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. Anyway. Fionor thought that the light of the Silmarils lived in Galadriel's hair. Um, and he wanted to use her hair to create something else after the Silmarils were gone. I mean, he didn't have a lot of time because well, he was busy, you know, speechifying and murdering, murdering people and burning boats. But 
uh, any left or behind to cross the grinding ice. Not a cool move. Not a cool move. If you're trying to get a girl, guys. Don't do that. Don't leave her to walk across fields of ocean ice. Right. It's not a good move. But even even before all of this happened, he wanted to, to he wanted some of her hair to create something. And Galadriel was known to be an excellent judge of character. And we see this in Lord of the Rings, where she tests each member of the yeah. fellowship. You know, she can see into their thoughts, so to speak. Not, like, directly or anything, but she can, um, she can judge people well. And she did not judge people harshly, except for Fionor. <laughs> she did not like Fionor at all, and I think it's fairly obvious why. I personally don't like Fionor at I all. I mean, he went on the naughty list, and then Morgoth sent Krampus after him. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm never gonna call him I'm never gonna call him Gothmog again. <laughs> He's Krampus now. <laughs> so in in Unfinished Tales, it talks about Galadriel a lot. There's a whole chapter on Galadriel. And it talks about her relationship with Fionor for a little bit, and about how, you know, she didn't she didn't like him. <laughs> and uh he while he was trying to create things in Valinor, he asked three times for one strand of her hair with which to create something beautiful. And she was like, no, man, I don't like you. You can't have any of my hair. And he asked her over and over and over. He asked her three times. So later, when we talk about... Wait, wait, wait. Later, did she go to Locks of Love and give all of her hair to somebody she'd never met? Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Yep. She's like, hey, this dwarf guy's pretty cool. I'm going to give him three hairs so not uh in not an insignificant number take that fionor from mm. beyond the grave throwing shade at him oh yeah from across the ages and when and fionor uh this is here's an interesting tidbit about fionor when he died uh his body burned the spirit of fire inside consumed him and he disappeared in a puff of smoke that's pretty cool that is pretty cool that's like not a Jedi death. That's like a... It's like a demon death. It's like it's, a vampire death. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty creepy, actually. Well, that's Fionor in a nutshell. There are a few other conversations we had that day that we think are worth sharing, and we'll be releasing them over the next several weeks. We'd also love to answer any questions that you have about Fionor or about anything. You can contact us on Twitter at Fifth Age Podcast, on Facebook, by email at show at fifthagepodcast.com, or even by signing up on fifthagepodcast.com to leave a comment. It's happened before. If you want to help more people find the Fifth Age, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or whatever platform you get the show from. The music, as always, is provided by the amazing Dr. Turtle. You can find him on Bandcamp. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you next time. Thank you.